Jack Ebling here with my good friend Matt Sloan at Graph of Okemos. Matt, gas prices are still up there, but you've got some good news. I do have good news, Jack. We have lots of different models that are going to help with that issue. I've got the Nissan Sentra, Versa, that all get over 30 miles to the gallon. In fact, the Versa gets 40 miles to the gallon. Wow. Our all-electric Aria has a range of 269 miles. And then on the Chevy side, Trax, Malibu, Equinox, and Trailblazer, all over 30 miles to the gallon. And our brand-new Blazer EV, 320 miles of range. Lots of great options. Stop and see Matt and the gang here. Graph of Okemos, they're making friends. Everyone, welcome back to the Drive with Jack. This is Rob Bennett back here at the Spotlight Media Studios. Connected with Jack here momentarily. Um, but right now, we've talked a lot of college football. Thanks for Adam Rittenberg from ESPN joining Jack here just a little bit. But now it's time to talk a little pro football with the radio, with the voice of the Detroit Lions, Dan Miller. Dan, we're hoping to get Jack here in just a minute. Thanks for hanging on and joining us today. No problem. How you doing? Good. Happy uh, holidays to you. And uh, for Lions fans, this has been quite the early holiday presence, I guess you would say, with the start that they've had. Just your overall thoughts here as we really start getting into, I guess, scoreboard watching and things of that nature for the Lions with an 8-3 and three overall record. Yeah, I mean, 8-3, and three, you said it. It's a great start, and they should feel good about that. It doesn't mean that there aren't some things that you need to work on and obviously it was a you know less than anticipated performance against green bay on thanksgiving day but if there's one thing this team has been it's resilient they haven't lost two games in a row since october 30th of last year that's 21 games so you know you'd like to see the same type of bounce back this week uh when they go down to new orleans and, and find a way to win that game and not let this thing snowball on them but Look, there's a lot of good things happening with this football team. At the same time, uh, there's definitely things that, that they can work on if, if they anticipate you know, making a deep run against the best teams in the league. Dan, Jack, back here. Sorry, we had a delivery at the door. I had to take care of for a second. Appreciate Rob. That time of year. Yeah, exactly. I want to ask you about the health of the Lions right now. And when you play a Thursday game, you get a couple extra days. How much can this help at this point of the season? Oh, I think it can definitely help, in particular when you're talking about a guy like Jonah Jackson, um, who is, uh, you know, a guy that obviously is a big part of what they want to do up front. That's what this team is built around is that offensive line. So, look, Jonah has a good chance, according to the head coach, of being back this week based on what he said today. He felt like he was trending in the right direction. So, uh, with that being the case, that's that's great news for him to, you know, be back in there. You can get that offensive line, the, the starting five, back together, get back to your running game. And um, he's a Pro Bowl caliber player, as, as we've seen yeah, yeah. by the fact he's made the Pro Bowl. So, I think in particular in his case – uh, looks like Alex Anzalone is going to be a little bit longer than that, but I think you know if you're talking about the ten days between Thanksgiving and, and Sunday in New Orleans, Jonah Jackson is the biggest benefactor. Obviously, eight and three is still one of the best records in the National Football League. Maybe not quite at the Eagles' stratosphere, but in that next echelon, uh, which of the concerns would you say is greater for the Lions right now? Uh, the pass rush that the Packers showed on Jared Goff or the Lions' inability to aid Aiden Hutchinson in getting to the opposing quarterback? 
Yeah, I, I've seen enough of this offensive line to to give them the benefit of the doubt and say that was just a rough day at the office. Uh, this yeah. this offensive line has been really good more often than not, one of the best in the league. So I, I'm not going to push the panic button on those guys based on one performance. Um, I, look, I have been a pass rush guy since the off season, thinking that that is the yeah. biggest thing that they had to improve on, and I am still of that mind. It is. The biggest thing that can lead to turnovers is putting some pressure on that quarterback, and they need to create some more takeaways and uh, try to tilt that turnover ratio in their favor versus you know the past several weeks when it's been going the other way significantly. So, um, look, the defense has done some good things. They're, they've been very good against the run. It's actually one of the best 11-game starts against the run in the history of this franchise. So there, there's something to build on there, but – They've had an inability to make the opposing quarterbacks uncomfortable. And they've gotten sacks. They've come in bunches. And they need to spread it out a little bit more and then get some more you know, pressure on the quarterback. Now, look, this week, Carr's not the most mobile guy in the world. So maybe they right. can get it going again this week. And, and we'll see. But to me, that is, was, and has been the biggest concern for this team. Dan Miller, longtime radio play-by-play voice of the Detroit Lions, our guest here on The Drive with Jack. Dan, uh, there was a period earlier this season when some people wondered if Jared Goff would ever throw another interception. And you talk about sacks coming in bunches. I guess turnovers can as well. Is there an issue with ball security, especially when he's moving around in the pocket? Well, there has been the past couple weeks. I mean, in fairness to him, you know, he had – one that was tipped against Chicago, and he had one where, you know, Sam Laporta ran into a defensive player and fell down and, and yeah. wasn't there when the pass came. So um, then he didn't see the linebacker on the other one. It wasn't a good one. Then three fumbles last week. And, and there is, you know, ball security issues where they have to, uh, you know, uh, Dan Campbell talked about it. When he's under pressure and you're going to try to, you know, move a little bit, which is not Goff's forte, but he can move enough to – you know, find a little space for himself. You got to make sure that ball's protected. So, look, if you go back to one and six last year, they had yeah. significant turnover problems, and then yeah. they shut it off like a faucet. And so, you know, they can do it. So that's what they got to get back to. They got to get back to being secure with the football and not giving the other team extra possessions or points off their defense or short fields or anything like that. Uh, so that's probably the biggest thing that gives me confidence is that we've seen them do it before. So they right. just need to do it again. Dan, the two games before the Thanksgiving Day matchup with Green Bay uh, played the Chargers out in SoFi and could have lost that game with five straight possessions for touchdowns by L.A. But I think most people would say that was a great performance on the road and the Lions deserved to win that game. I don't know that many people who would say that about the Bears game. I thought the Lions were outplayed for most of it. But how important is it to win those games that you could lose and look back at the end of the season, they don't grade them. They just count them. It's not a beauty pageant. Huge. It's huge. I mean, nobody is looking at that eight and wondering how they got there when they figure out the yeah. division winner. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, if you lose those, you're keeping Minnesota afloat. And, you know, Lions fans had every right in the world to be rooting for Chicago this past Monday night, and the Bears helped them out. But, you know, I think if the Lions learned anything last year, it's every one of those wins and losses count the same. And they were one short last year. And so every one you get this year, uh, you put it in your back pocket and then you go back over it and you say, all right, against the Chargers, 
not good on defense, man. It's very rare that I, I, I've not seen the stat, but I can't believe that many teams, if any, have won a, a football game when the opposition scored a touchdown in their final five possessions. I mean, that's, that's staggering. And then the Bears game, look, you're down 12 with four minutes and 15 seconds to go, and you hadn't played all that great up until that point, then you figured out a way to win it. Again, go back and figure out what you didn't do right in that game. And ball security was a big part of that story. So um, that, that's take the wins and go get better. And it's a lot easier to go back to Allen Park and get better off a win, and, and that's what they've done. So, I, I mean, winning is everything and all that matters, but the smart teams will take those victories and look at them and still break them down and figure out how to get better. It doesn't mean it's not a cure-all, but it certainly is what you're ultimately going for, and it gives you clues as to what it's going to take to get better. Dan, the media can do this, and some would say it's part of our job to do it. If coaches and players start doing it, I think it's a recipe for disaster. But generally, is it too soon at this point, maybe two-thirds of the way through the season, to start looking at other teams and home field advantages? And should you just wait until you get to Christmas for that? I mean, look, I've been looking at other teams winning and losing for weeks now. I mean, I think it's, <laughs> it's – I'm not hurting anybody by doing that. I'm not sure it's something that I would do if I were the Lions. Um, look, I, I would have somebody looking at the other playoff teams and doesn't mean it's Dan Campbell or, or Brad Holmes or anybody like that, but they got enough people in that building that they're doing oh, yeah. work on potential opponents down the line. Uh, that's part of what they do as an organization. So – yeah, I'm, I'm sure they've got an eye on something like that and what it might ultimately take to play against those teams because you want to have that workup done as soon as they land on your front doorstep and you understand you're going to play them. Uh, but, you know, as far as fans, look, man, that's, that's, that's part of the fun of this. And yeah, we right. haven't been in this position collectively as a fan base in a long time. So yeah. I've been rooting against Minnesota for a month now. And, you know, it's not like I don't root against them anyway. Um, right, right. You know, it's it's uh, I, I, it paves the way for the Lions to get a home playoff game and win the division and things like that. Yeah. So, um, look, it's not going to impact my performance if I'm looking at the Vikings and hoping they're <laughs> losing. I can do two things at once. So, you know, it's yeah, absolutely. I I start looking at that stuff. I have been looking at that stuff, and and um, I, I want a home playoff game at Ford Field, and I want to see them. Look, yeah. obviously do something with it, but first and foremost, for these fans, for the city of Detroit, for this organization, I want to win this division and get that game down there and, and let everybody feel that. And then, yeah. you know, yeah. we'll get to the winning part of it when we figure out who they're playing and stuff like that. Let's secure that division title. Let's take that next step and, and you know, see this organization be able to say that they've done that. And then you move on from there and, and tackle winning and getting better and why you maybe weren't good enough or maybe you were. We'll wait and see. But first things first, you got to win, and then you got to win the division. So take care of your own business, and then, you know, I'll take care of rooting against the other teams. <laughs> Someone said that, eh, that all that stuff doesn't matter much. I mean, the Lions can go to Kansas City and with their big celebration and win there. Then Seattle can come to Detroit and win for a second straight year. But I would much rather face, let's say, the 49ers at Ford Field uh, than I would out in the Bay Area. 
No doubt. No doubt. And look, it doesn't mean if they have to go out there, they can't win. And, you know, you, you said it. I mean, they've won some road games that have they've been very good on the road this year. So yeah. um, it uh, you always want to be at home. I mean, Ford Field, uh, even though they've lost a couple times there this year, ultimately it is an advantage for this team. They have to take advantage of the advantage, but yeah. it, it's a weapon. It's loud. It's tough for other teams to play. And there's there's not even a conversation as to where you'd rather be. You'd much rather be at home. And, and look, Jack, we, again, we haven't experienced that. I mean, it's right. It's sad that that this building has been open for twenty some years and they've never had a playoff game there. We need to end that. We need to we need to get this thing to to the point where, you know, I I, I was thinking about it this morning, and this kind of relates, but it it you know, Jim Schwartz. I think he had one of. The best lines I've heard from anybody in, in my years of, of covering sports, I won't, you know, yeah. uh, quantify it or, or, you know, tell you where it is on the list because I don't know, but that when they beat the Chargers to get to the playoffs and he sent his players back out to, to celebrate with the fans, that day he said, there will come a day where we won't celebrate making the playoffs, but today isn't that day. And I thought that yeah. was such a wonderful, you know, understanding of what that moment meant to the organization and to the city. Well, you know what? that was a step. Now you need that step of winning a division. And now you need a step of having a home playoff game. And and, and it does mean something. I'm not going to act like it doesn't. It does. <laughs> and it's an important step for this organization to do that because it tells you you're moving in the right direction. And, you know, there's other teams that that's what they do on a yearly basis. And if they don't, they get upset. Well, Detroit's not there yet. So let's get there to the point where that's that's, you know, standard operating procedure, but you got to do it before you can even get close to that. Dan, I could look this up, but the Lions are still a young team for the most part. And I'm wondering how many players on the current roster were alive when Shannon Sharp, uh, uh, Sterling Sharp, excuse me, Sterling Sharp brought that pass from Brett Favre uh, back in the Silverdome. I'm guessing not very many. A lot of them were not. No, I mean... You look at the number of, of first, second, and third-year players, the, the Brad Holmes draft classes, and that gives you a bulk of your answer right there. Yeah. Um, you know, Taylor Decker, but he wasn't old enough to know what the heck was going on. Um, so you don't, have, you don't have many guys on this roster that were alive at that point. So, I mean, that's, that's one of, I think, the exciting things about this team is their youth and, and their upside, the fact that a lot of these guys have a chance – to keep getting better. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, look, I, I think they understand what's been missing here because it's been drilled into them by fans and by, you know, us in the media asking questions about why this team is different and the history of the Lions and all that stuff. Dan Campbell knows. Brad Holmes knows. You know, they, Rod Wood knows. And Mike Disner knows. The, the people running this organization, they know. Chris Spielman certainly knows. Um, but you know, it, when you put that uniform on, you kind of own that. Even if, even if you weren't a part of those teams that disappointed people, you right. do kind of become a part of that equation, and you become yeah. the hope yeah. that you're the group that can change it. It's not fair. It's not those guys uh, who have gone sixty six years without a championship. But you're right. I think that. The colors, uh, you, you are part of that product, and that's how people think of you. 
Uh, I've seen games in New Orleans in that building, uh, football and basketball, Final Fours there and that Sweet Sixteens there. Uh, how would you rate uh, New Orleans, the Superdome, uh, Mercedes-Benz, for a home field advantage uh, compared to other stops around the league? Tough place to play it's, it, because it, it, it is loud. I've talked to Dan Campbell about it this week. I've talked to Aaron Glenn about it this week. It's a tough place to play because it's loud. They're great fans. And, and also, you know, for the last 15, 17 years, it's been a tough place to play because they're a good team. Yeah. So, you know, for a long time, they didn't have good teams there. Uh, but they right. certainly have recently with the, the Drew Brees group and, and you know, Sean Payton and what they did down there and then the teams they put together. So start there, just that they've been good for a while. Um, but, look, it's a, it's a raucous crowd. Uh, it's a loud place. It's, it's, you know, I think by nature those people down there love to have a party and have a good time. And I think yeah. they, they carry that into the stadium with them uh, when they're at a Saints game. So it, it is definitely a place where momentum can flip on you quickly. So you – that goes back to takeaways and turnovers and things like that. You need yeah. to get that thing working in your favor so that that crowd doesn't have a reason to flip on its ear and, and go crazy. So, um, yeah, I think it, it, it is a factor uh, when you go down there that it's a tough place to play. So um, can't make any of those mistakes that, that make it easy for them and give those fans a reason to get excited. Dan, uh, looking elsewhere around the league, you mentioned the name Sean Payton. And uh, earlier this season, some people were saying, oh, the Broncos blew that. He's not the same guy. Uh, I thought he had the greatest coaching performance in any of the first 57 Super Bowls uh, when the Saints won it. But uh, it wasn't working out, and now suddenly it is. And it's almost like the Lions last year when they flipped the switch and it all clicked. Uh, Are you shocked that Denver is where it is now and – Russell Wilson is suddenly in a reclamation project, and whoever thought that Denver might be in the playoffs and Buffalo would not? Yeah, and then Buffalo's season has just been, you know, a nightmare. And then who thought that Buffalo would be where they are and Cincinnati would be where they are? And um, it, it's, you know, we're seeing teams, we're seeing how delicate it is, you know, uh, success and, and how it can, you know, turn on you very quickly but uh, yeah I am surprised at what's happened there and I probably uh, not probably I was one of those people who looked at it not questioned Sean Payton but questioned ma'am did he really take the best gig was that the best place for him to go because I I think he's a hell of a coach I never doubted that but yeah um, you know we'll we'll see what it looks like I I still don't think Russell Wilson looks like old Russell Wilson Uh, I think what has happened is he's kind of settled into who he is now yeah. And Sean Payton is working with who he is now. And yeah. that's been successful. And they've got a good defense and they're doing some good things. And they've got some explosive players on offense. So uh, I didn't see it coming. Uh, I thought they were probably headed towards, you know, I think I probably had the conversation about with somebody about all the money that they owe Russell Wilson. And if they're sitting at the top of the draft, you still draft the quarterback. So those conversations, we're not having those anymore because they're not going to have a pick that high, but um, you know what? It uh, more power to them. They've done a heck of a job, and we'll see them at Ford Field two weeks from Saturday night. When we talk about quarterbacks, Stan, who can change uh, in a hurry, and I don't like punchlines. I don't like guys who are fall guys for a team's failures. 
when it's not all their fault. And I thought that there was so much negative written and said about Jordan Love. And how do we know? We hadn't seen it to know whether he was good, bad, or indifferent. And beginning of the year, we thought we had an answer. That's not the answer we had on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, what do you think of Jordan Love and his potential moving forward? Would you rather have Jordan Love or Justin Fields? Uh, Jordan Love. You know what? I, I just, I, I, until Fields proves to me that he can drop back and hit what he's throwing at, I just don't, I'm not, a, I'm not buying it. I just think you have to be able to do that in this league. And he just hasn't shown that. I mean, even, you know, what we saw on Monday night, just, I, I think you saw, in my opinion, the lack of faith that they have in him with just, would they throw one pass over 10 yards and just yeah. receiver screen after receiver screen after receiver screen. Now, look, they won. Awesome. That helped the Lions. That was great. I am just not a, I'm not a Fields believer uh, at this point. Tremendous physical talent, uh, electrifying ability when he's carrying the football. But if you're going to play that position, you've got to be able to just drop back, make the right decision, and throw and hit somebody. And I think, right, right. I think it's a fascinating time in Chicago right now with them you know, having a very good chance of, of sitting on the number one pick uh, when this draft comes around in what appears to be a quarterback-rich draft. And you've got this guy that you've got to make a decision on. And based on what I've seen, and, and I do a weekly show with a guy from Chicago that, that we've talked about this, based on what I've seen, I would not pass up on a quarterback if I were the Bears. And, and you know what? There's somebody around the league that, would, that will take – Justin Fields off their hands and roll the dice and think that they can make something out of them. And maybe they can, but I just, I have my doubts until he proves that, that he can be consistent as a passer in this league. I just don't think you can make a living uh, running the football the way that he has. Yeah. And Dan, it's interesting with all of the money, all of the time, all of the investment that these teams put into winning. And it come to, can come down to something as simple as a pass in that Vikings-Bears game when Joshua Dobbs had Jordan Addison wide yep. open down the left sideline. Defensive back falls down, and the pass takes him out of bounds. If he throws that ball two feet more in bounds, everything changes. Yeah, and you can go back even before that and say everything changes the other way when Chicago's got the ball with a chance to go up two scores with a field goal and field fumbles it, you know, in the, on the, I think he was in the fringe of the red zone. Um, so yeah, one play can mean everything. And sometimes one play, you know, gets trumped by another play. And, and we're talking about two in that game that were absolutely critical based on, on what we were seeing. Yeah. You know, the, if Chicago had gone up two scores, I think they're about midway through the fourth quarter at that point. It's, it's almost impossible to see Minnesota coming back and scoring twice and winning. And then he coughs it up, and the Vikings take the ball, yeah. and they go down the field, and they score. I think it was 9-3 at that point, maybe, when, when right, that happened. Right. And then, you know, Dobbs got hot and went down and scored a touchdown. And then all of a sudden, you're losing, and they were able to come back and win it. But, yeah, I mean, it, it, you can boil games down to a couple plays. Uh, but there's enough of them that if you make them enough of good plays, you're, you're going to win. So yeah. it, it, when you get down to fourth quarter, a lot of these games are one-score games, man. They're winnable. Yeah. And yeah. You, you either find a way to get it done or you don't. And the better teams just seem to find a way to get it done more often than not. It's one of the things that makes the NFL what it is so exciting every week. Dan, thanks so much. Have a great time in New Orleans. 
I appreciate it. Thank you, Jack. To everyone who appreciates a fresh meal that comes from the heart, let our team member Emma tell you what's special about the Culver's Way. We take great tasting burgers seriously in Wisconsin. Favorite recipes, fresh ingredients, real Wisconsin cheese. It's a place where traditions matter. So of course it's where Culver's Butter Burger was born. Fresh, never frozen beef, seared to perfection, then topped with a lightly buttered toasted bun. What can we say? To us, it's a whole lot more than a burger. It's a taste of home. From From Wisconsin Wisconsin with love. love. Welcome to Delicious. Hey, Spartan fans. When you want the largest and best selection of Spartan gear, Alumni Hall is your ultimate shopping destination. Come get your officially licensed gear. Nike, Champion, Columbia, Yeti, New Era hats, tailgating gear, and more. MSU students, faculty, and military receive 10% off in-store every day. And you can earn cash back with their Hall Pass rewards. Alumni Hall, located in Eastwood Town Center near the Apple Store. Or shop anytime at alumnihall.com. For the ultimate Spartan shopping experience, it's Alumni Hall. Time for a career change? Looking to make a difference? Dean Transportation is looking for compassionate people to join our dedicated team of school bus professionals. Dean Transportation has immediate openings and offers paid training to obtain a commercial driver's license. With increased starting pay, benefit packages, flexible scheduling with weekday hours, and more, Dean Transportation may be the career choice for you. No experience needed. Apply now and train all summer. Head to DeanJobs.com. So, it's been a while since you've had your jewelry cleaned and inspected, right? Where will you go and who will you trust with your most valuable and treasured heirlooms? At Meadowar Jewelers, four locations in Lansing, Okemos, Jackson, and Portage, jewelry isn't just our job, it's our passion. Each and every piece entrusted in our care is thoroughly inspected by our trained staff against damage or normal wear. And we offer you, our customer, the highest level of quality on repairs and custom designs. Whether it's worn out prongs, channels, or shanks, it's all handled with incredible care. Metawar Jewelers in Lansing, Okemos, Jackson, and Portage want to help you preserve your memories and offer you options on creating new ones. Come in today for the cleaning and inspection of your jewelry. We continue to work hard every day to earn your confidence and trust. Jack Ebling here with my good friend Matt Sloan at Graph of Okemos. Matt, gas prices are still up there, but you've got some good news. I do have good news, Jack. We have lots of different models that are going to help with that issue. I've got the Nissan Sentra, Versa, that all get over 30 miles to the gallon. In fact, the Versa gets 40 miles to the gallon. Wow. Our all-electric Aria has a range of 269 miles. And then on the Chevy side, Trax, Malibu, Equinox, and Trailblazer, all over 30 miles to the gallon. And our brand-new Blazer EV, 320 miles. Lots of great options. Stop and see Matt and the gang here. Graph of Okemos, they're making friends. To everyone who craves a rich and creamy hometown treat, let our team member Nevaeh tell you how we do it at Culver's. Every scoop of Culver's fresh frozen custard is made in small batches throughout the day. Because where we come from, the little things make a big difference. Like bringing back a seasonal favorite. Our salted caramel pumpkin concrete mixer and pumpkin spice shake are back for a limited time. Handcrafted with farm fresh dairy and real pureed pumpkin just for you. From From Wisconsin Wisconsin with with love, love, welcome to Delicious. 
Hey, Spartan fans. When you want the largest and best selection of Spartan gear, Alumni Hall is your ultimate shopping destination. Come get your officially licensed gear. Nike, Champion, Columbia, Yeti, New Era hats, tailgating gear, and more. MSU students, faculty, and military receive 10% off in-store every day. And you can earn cash back with their Hall Pass rewards. Alumni Hall, located in Eastwood Town Center near the Apple Store. Or shop anytime at alumnihall.com. For the ultimate Spartan shopping experience, it's Alumni Hall.